Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Tech News Today is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. is Tech News Today for Thursday, March 1st, 2011, St. David's Day. Tech News Today is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog for a free 14-day trial. Go to Squarespace.com slash TNT. Bienvenidos on Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. Hola, I'm Jason Howell. And this is the show where we kick around the tech news of the day and try to make sense of it all. Some folks helping us to make some sense, make some intelligent sense of the Tech News Today are, welcome back to the show, podcaster extraordinaire, co-host of The Instance, Mark the Terpster Turpin. How you doing? It's good to be back. How's it feel to be uh, introduced as co-host of The Instance? Um, it, feels, it feels okay. There's three of us now, yeah. uh, including me. So uh, it's a different dynamic, and I think uh, we struck podcasting gold. So if you like uh, World of Warcraft, and let's face it, who doesn't, uh, then you should tune in and listen to us ramble on about WoW and all of that razzmatazz. At theinstance.net. Uh, those of you who don't know, Scott Johnson hosts The Instance. Used to be with Randy Jordan, but Randy had to uh, leave the show to take a job. Uh, so now Dills and Terpster are uh, admirably... It's what we in. do. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's a different dynamic, different dynamic, official right. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's like when, <laughs> uh, when uh, Kathy Lee left... And then uh, Kelly Ripa came in. It's pretty. Similar. I have no idea what that reference is, yeah. but yes, it is exactly the same. <laughs> also joining us, uh, the host of Scam School on the Revision Three Network and Frame Rate and NSFW show right here on Twit, Mr. Brian Brushwood. Uh, How you doing, Tom? Good to have you back. We haven't had you on the show since CES. Yeah, this will be my first time to ever Skype in and do like a real show. I, is it? Was it a real show when we were there in person? It was a real. All- yeah, it was yeah. a real show. It was. It was just in person. Well, then it's good to be back virtually. How yes, about that? absolutely. It's good to have you back. Uh, let's start off with the U.S. Trade Representative uh, publishing the Out-of-Cycle Review of Notorious Markets, which is either a horribly named action film. It's uh, <laughs> good. Or uh, an, an, off, uh, an off-cycle publication reviewing uh, piracy and counterfeit goods uh, this is actually out, called out of cycle because usually once a year the the U.S. Trade Representative is required to publish a list of countries uh, that are violating intellectual property. Uh, on in this report, they're going farther and naming actual sites. Uh, of course, you might recognize names like ISO Hunt, the Pirate Bay, uh, Demonoid, BT Junkie. Those are the kinds of things you would expect them to name. But they also named a few others that were <laughs> were less expected, like all of MP3.com. So it's oh, not a requirement, but they. Sites that exist is what you're getting. Apparently not. Uh, The quote is uh, that while the Russian-based, well, actually it says while the Russia-based all of MP3, formerly the world's largest server-based pirate music website, was shut down in 2007, nearly identical sites have taken its place. It sounds like like a war on terror kind of thing, where it's like, just because they're gone doesn't mean that their threat doesn't linger on. The legacy of all MP3. Why didn't they I just... just think I think if I was going to buy an MP3 and I'm thinking, well, where can I find it? 
you know, a single MP3. I know, I'm going to go to all MP3 because they got all of them. And so, you know, it's sensible for them to attack such a fictitious uh, site because uh, without them, you know, trying to shut down what's already been shut down, who's going who's gonna to care? These people, they're caring for all of us. Thank you for that. Uh, all of MP3.ru uh, takes you to a press release, by the way, uh, if you go yep. to it right About now. About what? It, well, it actually takes it. you to music okay, industry virus. news. Yeah, yeah, I think I just got a Sounds virus. like a spam site. Uh, also listed is Chinese uh, top search engine Baidu. Uh, Baidu is is the Google of China. They are, they are the dominant search engine there. Why are they listed in this review of notorious markets? Which also, I think, may have been a Duran Duran album. Uh, it's because they deep link to pirated deep information. Link. Deep linking refers to the, pro- the procedure of linking to a page within a site or, or, or an image or a file within a site instead of just linking to the homepage. What, like hot linking? Is that, is that yeah. like... Or like you know. what Bing and Google do. Really? Ah, oh. it's disgusting that they can be... that they're allowed to continue to get away with such horrendous searching things like Indexing deep linking. Indexing of the internet. Yeah. Exactly. I would Wait. like it when I search for a site to it to say, yeah, BBC has it somewhere, and then I have to go out and do the legwork. That way, my research papers have more providence. People go, whoa... He's put a lot of time and effort into that because he hasn't deep linked a single link. He has done the shallow link. <laughs> right. Now, Tom, so it sounds like you're saying that, that they're not doing anything different from being in Google? or I mean, there's got to be something different to get on the list. Well, uh, what it says is they uh, link directly to allegedly infringing materials often stored on third-party hosting sites. So, uh, so it's I guess functionally nothing different, but I'm guessing they just don't play ball the way Google or Bing oh, would. Oh, take- oh, uh, here's the biggest difference: it's in China. <laughs> but yeah, because if I went to Bing and nope, said yeah. I want to download some illegal music, surely from the adverts on TV, it should not only tell me how to; it also give me some recommendations as to good songs in which to download as well. But um, you know, I feel maybe maybe this Baidu is the place to go. This is all I'm hearing from this. Is it's like I want to find something, go to them. Go to they're, the, they're the guys. You won't find Tiananmen Square there. That is one no? thing you won't find. No. Oh, are they a good band? I heard they kind of their second album just yeah. wasn't as good. So, so yeah. very good. Uh, a communist opera. If you like that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple filed a trademark on the term App Store. We, we reported this on Tech News Today back in January. Uh, Microsoft was one of the people who immediately filed an objection, claiming the mark is generic, uh, even citing that Steve Jobs has referred to other marketplaces as app stores when he said uh, there are other app stores like the Android marketplace uh, coming up. Uh, Apple has now filed its response. Crux of the argument is just calling something a noun plus store doesn't make it generic. And they, they cite a pretty... Uh, they, the legal team did a pretty good job. A bunch of stores I've never heard of, but among them are <laughs> the Container Store. Yeah, but, I reckon uh, they're all it, Apple shell companies. I reckon you'll look into it. Steve Jobs owns them all. They, and Steve Jobs does not these... own the Container Store. He may own the, the Lampshade store. store and the Swag Store. I don't know. Well, so Whiskey. here's the important question to me. Did, is this really the first mo- motion they've made for a trademark? I can't believe this isn't something they wouldn't have protected since day one. Well, I, I don't want to leap to that conclusion because I, I, I haven't looked to find out when this was filed. Uh, but the, the, the January fi- is when it got attention and when Microsoft filed its objection. But 
don't don't Apple normally just come out with something and then afterwards their legal team goes, oh, we should actually probably check to see if anyone's using that. Yeah, exactly. Because that seems to be the general practice for iPhone, Apple. Is, iPad, yeah. 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 Doesn't matter. Uh, here, like here's, here's the other part of their response to Microsoft. Uh, they say, quote, having itself faced a decades-long genericness challenge to its claimed Windows mark, Microsoft should be well aware that the focus in evaluating genericness is on the mark as a whole and requires a fact-intensive assessment of the primary significance of the term to a substantial majority of the relevant public. Uh, they even, like, quote, linguists in their defense. And Ooh, then they high-fived themselves and said, in your face, Microsoft. Windows, how about Office ah. and Word? <laughs> you, can't, you can't do all of those. But, I mean, in all fairness, Apple just puts an eye in front of it. And then they can trademark it. So they just change it to the iApp Store and everyone call it the App Store. It's all good. Do you think they'll come out, uh, instead of OS X Lion, it'll be called iWindows? Um, <laughs> that would be good, actually. I'd probably like that. I'd like that. That'd be good. A lot of people don't sure realize that Sorry. Windows was actually, win- windowing, windowing systems w- was a generic term for things like Windows when they first came out. I have a, I have a PC computing um, a magazine that says, Top Windows Systems. And it lists like 15 different windowing systems, including Microsoft's generically named Windows, as it is described in the article. Now, it's it, terrible. It's, as far as I understand, a lot of this, if you're going to try to protect something from becoming a, gen, a genericized term, like to, to be jelloed or Kleenexed or uh, any of those other things, a lot of it has to do with Sanitate. timing. You're in a race to, uh, to dominate the word and keep people from using it exclusively as a generic term, right? Yeah, from what I've heard, it's not that, you know, doing that actually assures your trademark, but if you don't do it, you open yourself up to an attack that, look, they didn't even try to stop people from doing it. So you have to show that you've been defending the mark. I would love to see, I'm sure there's a website out there that has some kind of list of winners and losers of the generic terminology war, because I have no idea whether or not uh, Jell-O or Kleenex or Xerox, which of those managed to hold on to their exclusivity and which ones didn't. H.B. Gary Federal Chief Executive Aaron Barr has resigned. Have you guys followed this H.B. Gary story? Just a little bit. No. Okay, so here, here, here's the summary so far. Aaron <laughs> Barr uh, led an effort to reveal names of some of the participants in Anonymous. Thinking, I can see nothing that could go wrong with this plan. Thinking, Revoking Anonymous with a stick just sounds like a brilliant idea. I'll, I'll just show my elite skills. I'm going to reveal some anonymous names. And then when, when anonymous uh, people started to react, he went into their chat room and said, hey, 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 guys, settle down. Like, I, I'm really not attacking you, which totally didn't work. Uh, anyway, anonymous Sucks. responded by hacking HB Gary and revealing emails from the HB Gary company uh, server. Among many of the revealing emails that they published uh, were messages that purported to show HB Gary was planning a dirty tricks campaign against WikiLeaks and also unions. <gasps> the sick. Oh, so now disgusting. Aaron, well, Aaron Barr has, has not only resigned, but uh, he's, he's not going to be out of the spotlight. A dozen Democrats in Congress have now asked various Republican committee chairs to launch probes of HB Gary's federal HB uh, Gary federal's idea for a reconnaissance cell targeting pro union organizers. It's funny that they're going after that, but not after the WikiLeaks thing. Seems it's like been done. It's old news, isn't it? I say, well, I think they're, they probably were okay with the WikiLeaks uh, dirty tricks, is my guess. Possibly. I mean, it's strange, really, to try and name anonymous people. 
I mean, in all fairness, you could just make up names, surely. No one's going to know. Well, and that's actually what's that funny about that. That H.B. Gary's sort of weak sauce defense is like, well, not, the, the people who've published these, these so-called hacked emails could have done anything to modify them to say whatever they want. You don't uh, yeah, know that they could have. smells bad. And they're jerk faces. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good defense. Uh, <laughs> if you are thinking, gosh, I would like to start my own website. Gosh, I would uh, like to start my own website. But you're like, you know what? With all of these anonymous and stuff, I'm I'm a little worried about hosting it myself and uh, making it look good and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't want all the anonymous to critique my website. Go to squarespace.com slash TNT right now and set up an immediate Squarespace site for free. A 14-day free trial. You can get one up and running. Uh, they make it look beautiful. They have hundreds of templates to choose from, and then you can modify them to your heart's content. Even multi, you know, messing with the CSS if you're if you're that leet or or not. If you're not, you can just you can just play around with the colors and and customize it yourself. It's that easy. Uh, Terpster, you could you could just create your own site right now. You've got ideas for websites all the time, right? Mm-hmm. What yep. like off the top of your head? What's a website you would want to create? Um. Just it's a naming service, and basically it's just a random name generator for anonymous. If you just want to report someone, and you're like, "Oh, who were they? I don't know their name." You just click a button, and it gives you a name. Anonymous so name generator dot squarespace dot com. You could have it like that. Check it out. Well, not anymore. You've just yeah, said it. Now oh, someone it's else gone. has got it. It's gone. Yeah, it gone. Yeah. It's too easy. Other people can steal your ideas if you say them. You've got to write it down, set up the Squarespace, and then tell people. That's the process. If you already have a website, you can also uh, import your your website from Movable Type, TypePad, Blogger, and WordPress. They have a form builder, so you can do the the, the collecting of emails, so the people aren't anonymous. Uh, Flickr photo display, all kinds of good stuff. Cloud architecture means you get a speedy and stable site. Check them out. Like I said, squarespace.com slash TNT. We thank them for their support. A, uh, wow, it's a, it's a lot of people committing crimes today. Uh, wasn't me paul devine the former apple manager accused of taking 2.5 million dollars in kickbacks from an asian supplier in return for information that helped them win the company's business has pleaded guilty to charges of wire fraud and conspiracy agreeing to forfeit more than 2.25 million dollars in proceeds from the scheme that's very generous of him it's a return almost the entire amount of bribery i'm gonna keep 0.25 million okay for for expenses for legal costs. What a guy. That is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, totally, he's, he's copping to it. Um, now, he worked in the supply chain in Asia. A former supply chain manager at AMD has been charged with participating in insider trading schemes. Mark Anthony Longoria is among four people who were charged in November. Today, Wall Street Journal reports he is pleading guilty uh, to leaking confidential information about unannounced earnings to investors as part of his role as a consultant. And so the smokes as well. Look at the picture. Disgusting. Well, that's not him. That's that's a shot from Wall Street. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it then. <laughs> but we'll make sure to forward that on to Gordon. I Gecko think you should on to the jury as well, to anyone judging him. They should know his character. He even presents false images the, as well. Well, that would be in Gadget presenting the false image, not him. Well, I'm glad allegedly. you're not a, not a judge. I, well, allegedly not a judge. <laughs> allegedly not a judge. Um, I, is, is the supply chain like totally corrupt? What's up with that? Or are these, these just two bad eggs that happen to get 
No, uh, the supply chain's where it's at. If you want stuff for free, <laughs> you take it out the box before anyone, you know, right. swipes it in. Put some stones like, in there. Bit of cashish, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these, I mean, these are two pretty different cases. In one case, uh, somebody sold information that gave them an unfair advantage in bidding for the actual manufacture of viable products. Is that correct, Tom? Yes, correct. And then the other one is just straight up old school insider trading for the investors, where the investors got the the sneaky inside right. information. Divine was doing something like different, whereas Longoria was just kicking it old school. <laughs> in fact, I believe that's his defense when yeah. he goes to the judge. I'd like to plead kicking face, it old school. I was just, I was just kicking it old school. <laughs> look at Gordon Gecko. Yeah, he holds yeah. up a picture. He's like, "Come on, look at this picture." Greed is good. It, it, and that is not me. That is quite clearly <laughs> Michael Douglas in that picture. I refute all charges against me because clearly not me. All right, uh, T-Mobile is killing off Microsoft's Danger servers ahead no. of Android-based sidekicks. They announced on Monday uh, they plan to shut down the Danger service along with Microsoft. Microsoft bought Danger. Uh, and now runs the servers for T-Mobile Sidekicks. Uh, the service goes off May 31st. Uh, and, and if you don't know, Sidekicks are cloud-based. So once those servers go off, all the existing Sidekicks will only be able to make calls and receive text messages. You won't have any contacts. You won't have any apps. You won't have any oh. of the other features that come with a Sidekick. Is there any way to back all these up, or can they just institutionally just you know send you a courtesy email like, hey, here are your contacts, or what? There's got to be something sensible to yeah, do. Yeah, T-Mobile's going to provide uh, an export tool on its website at T-Mobile.com, so you can but get your photos you know about and it. all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But if you, I mean, because and I'm sure they're going to send you a message on your sidekick telling you to do this. I hope. Well, yeah, but are you going to read it? I don't know. Um, the thing that kind of worries me is there's a lot of talk at the moment with Apple looking at cloud storage, potentially, for, you know, new generations of iPhone and iPod and things like that will be clouds, you know, all cloud storage. Well, that was rumors going around. Um, and then you start wondering, like, you know, how kind of fragile is stuff if I don't physically have hold of it? And that's a little bit worrying, really. I yeah, mean, well, it's like I a guess bank. I drop it. You know, I, but, have, yeah. I have all this money apparent, allegedly in a bank. But I, I'm, how am I to know that they, that that bank won't just disappear overnight? Exactly, that would never happen again. That's why I keep it under my mattress. Actually, I don't thieves and robbers. I don't. It's I really fine. don't. Not in London, anyway. No. Uh, yeah. So T-Mobile <laughs> said it will provide uh, unspecified offers ahead of May 31st as well for current owners of a Sidekick. Because man, if you just bought a Sidekick within the last year, and they're like, oh, by the way, we're just going to shut all that down. I mean, it's not as bad as the Microsoft Kin that they shut down weeks after people bought it, but it's still pretty bad. It happens. It happened with a game. They the did a game is. last year called APB, and that was, that was an MMO that shut down after like two months or something like that. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, APB took a dive really fast, and people were, were into it, too. But uh, what I was going to say on the sidekick thing is it, even if they do back up your contacts and email it to you, uh, the type of people who are that tech-savvy enough to want to m- migrate to an Android device and import their contacts or stuff are probably not the type of people who are buying Sidekicks. So that's... Uh, well, you have- so, uh, Dr. Mom in the chat room pointed out there's an app for backing up your stuff as well. Uh, so I, I have a feeling they can make it fairly clear and fairly easy how to do it. It just sucks that you have to. They'd have to call it something like uh, bling in my, ca- my contacts or something like that. You know, you'd yeah, have to right. have some kind of street name for it. Everybody for needs a backup. Exactly, yeah, back up that fat up or something like that. Yeah. You know, you'd have to have something street with it. Otherwise, I'm not downloading it on my sidekick. It I think T-Mobile should the hire layout. to make this message for them. 
I would I would quite gladly do that. But you, the next thing I'm I'm kind of meta showing here. But you're chatting about like Android possibilities on Sidekicks. Yeah, like, that's, that's could, the, nec- the next version. Then, could I then change my current Sidekick that now doesn't work as it did? Can I put Android on that, or is it? Well, no. You, well, bricked, really? I'm not going to say no. I'm sure there's there there might be a way to flash an Android onto the Sidekick, but not easily. I think what T-Mobile right. is going to do is give you a discount on upgrading to a new phone that has Android. Lame. Pretty lame. We Don't give like that, that a lame. Uh, Microsoft is telling Business Insider they plan to demo Windows 8 tablets by the end of June. This is a Microsoft source. It's not an official announcement. Uh, Mary Jo Foley earlier this week uh, announced that uh, or, or showed off a uh, report on Microsoft's roadmap for Windows 8, which jives with this Windows 8 tablet demo. And a leaked Dell plan earlier uh, called out a Windows 8 tablet codenamed Peju. P-E-J-U. Peju. So, so yeah, well, it looks like uh, Windows 8 is, is going to be the tablet operating system, which explains why Microsoft's so resistant to the idea of Windows Phone being used on tablets. I got to admit, I have been so brainwashed by the Android versus iOS debate that, like, when I read that headline, I was like, wow, and Windows 8 on a tablet, that's a crazy thought. I mean, uh, it just, to me, Windows anything it just seems like overhead, yeah. like, like way so much overhead for, for a that's what's great about the Android and the iOS is that they're so svelte and then everything feels like it runs really fast. I'm sure you'll be able to run a lot more software on a Windows 8 tablet, but I don't... I, I mean, what's really do- crazy, Brian, is you can buy a Windows tablet right now that runs Windows I know, 7. But I, but it's like, well, and I could have, I could have uh, seven years ago, you know? Yeah. It's like been around, but for some reason, I, ju- I just don't count them. That's how brainwashed I've become. Now, yeah, I know it's true. I like, I like to jot down things, and the Windows tablet, you know, they give you the actual chance to write stuff on that's built into windows 7 you know i like that but at the same time you know why i just don't see you know what market potential there is i guess they've got to do something but ultimately it just feels like you know unless they do something incredible people who like to do more than just play angry birds but why but exactly but why not just do windows phone why not do that on the tablets you know that interface works that's the sort of interface most other people are going with you know it's all touch friendly I just don't see why not save yourself some development time and just make one really good one, like iOS, rather than or less one for this size, one for this size, and one for this size. You know, it just sounds like you're kind of splitting resources for no reason. Well, fine. Microsoft just announced general availability today of the final version of Windows Embedded Compact 7 operating system, codenamed Chilon. Uh, designed to power phones, medical devices, industrial automation products, and retail systems, as well as slates and tablets. Are you happy? Well, kind of, but I would like it to be branded the same so that I can just buy my Windows. I have a window, thank you very much. Ooh, lovely. Yeah, that's a generic name, though. You can't do that. I can't. I, I would have a Windows portable. No, a small window. No, that wouldn't. I don't know. A portal. Talk about generic names. Laundromat. Now generic. It was, it was originally trademarked. Aspirin. Cellophane. Dry ice. Aspirin was a brand name. Huh. Aspirin uh, was a acetylic acid. Acetylic acid. You're but what, what happens acetylic though, like, acid. for example, you know, like oh. iPod now, you know, people kind of assume that an MP3 player, they call those iPods. You know, most people who aren't into tech. Does that mean that after so many years, Apple just can't kind of protect that anymore? And people just say, hey, here's our new iPod. It's the Zune 45, you know. 
No, well, I, is that how it works? I, I, no, no, that's why Apple is so uh, vicious at defending this stuff, so that that doesn't happen. That would never happen. Okay, that's fine. Don't worry about me then. Surprising one. Webster's Dictionary. Now generic. It was linked to the Merriam-Webster, but now it's everything anyone could publish a Webster's Dictionary. Ah, very. That is a very interesting one because Webster's Dictionary went public domain, and Merriam's version did not. Aha! That's my guess, anyway. I don't know. It was, it was good. Uh, apparently, they only had a trademark on Merriam-Webster, mm. and other dictionaries could be called Webster's Dictionaries. Swedish firm Toby, with two I's, T-O-B-I-I, specializes in eye control, and its CBIT over in Hanover, Germany, teamed up with Lenovo to run a prototype Windows 7 laptop with eye controls sensors built in. Uh, and Gadget got a chance to take a look at it and try it out. So the idea is where your eyes are pointing inform uh, where the laptop should trigger actions. Now, they can be triggered with a key command so that your eye is actually like a pointing device in a mouse. And then you just click when you want it to actually activate based on where you're looking. Uh, that stops it from you just kind of looking everywhere and it going wild. Uh, but there are also some, uh, some things like uh, looking off to the left side of the screen launched a quick bar that they said worked very well and never came up when they didn't want it to. Mm, that's cool. What happens if you've got a lazy eye? Do you get like erratic mouse movement? Or like at that's the same a, you time... Know, that's like- an interesting question because it's, it's tracking your eye, but it has to train. And, and they said in this Engadget article that it, the training was kind of a, a little wonky, but once they got through the training part, it works. So I would assume if you have aberrations in how your eye works, that it's going to, it's going to adapt to those. And no, you can like, have like okay, a yeah. sweet Rocky montage... As you uh, learn to use your laptop, that'd be good. But like, could I like incorporate the whole face? Could I get the eyebrow in? And if I want to like kind of minimize, I could just like raise an eyebrow just quickly. I don't know if it is that fine of a controller yet. Double click. I just give it a quick wink. It knows what that is. Yeah. I reckon you could get the whole face involved when I'm typing and operating my computer. Use the ear. It'd be good. (laughs) Smirk to minimize. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good. The creepy wink. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> creepy wink to block porn. That's, that's how I. Send, <laughs> that's how I send emails. Just uh, give them a hey, what's up? You know. I, I would imagine there's also tremendous benefit to something like this to uh, disabled folks, quadriplegics, and so on. Uh, this this would be a phenomenal revolution in in interfaces. Yeah, absolutely. So cool stuff coming out of CBIT. All right, uh, let's get into the news fuse. Random House has finally decided to switch from a wholesale to a so-called agency model for selling their e-books. Uh, that w- they'll begin implementing the price changes on Tuesday, March 1st. That is today. The switch will allow them to take part in Apple's iBook store. The agency model lets the publisher, not the seller, decide the price of the book. It also means no more discounts unless the publisher wants there to be discounts. Google said today a storage software update was responsible for causing some Gmail users to lose access to their email data and said the company is still working to restore full functionality. The software update bug was caught and rolled back, but not before it affected a small percentage of user accounts. However, redundant systems were affected, so Google has had to resort to tape backups because it's 1987 all over again. Uh, It's like loading up the Commodore 64, got my light gun out, I'm ready to read my emails. It's going to be good. Um, Verizon CFO Fran Chameau, uh, speaking at the Morgan Stanley conference, told attendees Verizon is targeting 
mid-summer to rearrange the carrier's data pricing. Uh, Shamo says they're still working through the details, but they don't know yet whether the tiers will be based on speed, bit buckets, or some combination of the two. I just wanted to hear you say Shamo. 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 AMD has begun its push to pit the Lano Fusion APU, the accelerated processor unit, with Intel's Sandy Bridge Core i7 service. Uh, in that effort, AMD has posted a video comparing the two running a 3D game, HD video playback, Excel calculations, and some 3D modeling all simultaneously. Uh, AMD's A83510MX APU manages to outperform and use less power than Intel's 2 gigahertz Core i7-2630QM. But it is AMD's video, after all. Still kind of impressive to check out and take a look at. Yeah, dude, AMD is always getting kicked around by Intel. The Nobel Peace Prize is starting to sound a bit like Time Magazine's Man of the Year Award. WikiLeaks and the Internet are among the 241 nominees for 2011. Nominations may come from any professor of, quote, social sciences, history, philosophy, law, and theology, in addition to national governments and former prize recipients. Question is, if the Internet wins, do we all get a medal? And the answer is no. I'm on Just, the Internet. I want, a, I want a medal. I want Just to nominate. Not- well, Tom, then if, if the be... internet wins and we use the internet, we can then nominate from then on. Ah, that's a good plan. That is a hole, a loophole. Um, the broadsheet Daily Telegraph claims that Gordon Brown uh, blocked a honorary knighthood for Apple founder Steve Jobs. The then Prime Minister blocked the proposed knighthood of Mr. Jobs in 2009 because he turned down an invitation to speak at the Labour Party conference. Mm. Uh, exactly, burn. Uh, a former senior Labour MP said... Um, Oh, he said, in fact, if you read it without pausing, uh, the Telegraph has only been around since 1855, uh, 50 years after the Times was founded. 70 70 years after. 70 even, I can't read. But take, you know, I can't believe a a, a young newspaper like that. Absolutely. Terrible. Seagate Tuesday released its highly anticipated three terabyte desktop hard drive, the 3.5 inch Barracuda XT, thus eliminating the need to purchase extra hardware or software to overcome the previous two terabyte limit. Uh, This follows on Western Digital's 3-terabyte hard drive, which arrived in January. You still will not be able to create a single 3-terabyte partition, but you you (gasps) create a 2.1 and then a 0.9, and you got 3 terabytes, and it's all in one drive. Can I raid them? You could, but you'd be raiding partition drives. Which would suck. So you wouldn't be getting 3 terabytes, that's all. No, that sucks then. Google announced late Monday that it has begun using a tricycle with a camera mounted on it to get images of less accessible places. That means users can now view images of college campuses, pedestrian malls, running trails, and sports venues, and it hopes to graduate to a big boy bike sometime soon. I imagine it like that scene in The Shining. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> I, just, just giving you tours of, of creepy old houses on a little tricycle. A recent survey by the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, there is such a thing, found that Facebook is cited in one in five divorces in the United States. And also more than 80% of divorce lawyers reported a rising number of people using social media to engage in extramarital affairs. It's a good tip. If you want to hook up outside your marriage... Go on Facebook. They also say Facebook holds the distinction of being the unrivaled leader for online divorce evidence. 66% of those who cited online divorce evidence cited Facebook. You think that like eHarmony would, uh, would be uh, kind of interesting well, no, because in these if you're trying to sneak around, you're not going to be so obvious as to have eHarmony up on your, on your browser. You know, if somebody know. walks by and sees know. Facebook, they don't immediately assume that you're looking around. 
I will now, though. Everyone I see using Facebook, I'm going to think, you oh, you disgust me. How <laughs> just, dare you? You've got go a family. Just go up to random people in the office who are using Facebook. Don't you love your husband or spouse? What's How wrong with you? you? You cheater. Oh. But then go back to your desk and poke them because you're a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then try, and then flirt with them. And then like this. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. Facebook is breaking up the marriages of the world. On to the calendar. Uh, today, Intel completed officially the McAfee acquisition. Congratulations, Intel and McAfee. I hope your marriage lasts longer than those people who use Facebook. Uh, the TED conference is beginning again. Kicks off with Bill Gates, a data artist and a wrongologist, according to All Things D. So we'll be getting lots of cool, nifty insights coming out of TED. Uh, Penthouse 3D channel coming to Europe, Terpster. Can I show can this screenshot? Whoa, oh, I can. it's in 3D. It's crazy. It's like you're actually there watching a 3D film of filth. It's yes. incredible. Uh, only in Europe. You disgust me, Europe. You've got to wear the glasses, just purely so you don't get anything in your eyes. House plans on being the first to overturn <laughs> net neutrality rules Wednesday. That's tomorrow, March 2nd. Uh, House Republicans Not are satisfied are starting- with solving medical mysteries. House plans to overturn net no, no, neutrality. No, no, no. Is the, there anything the house, he can do? The House of do? Representatives, Mark. Sorry. Oh, not, oh sorry. I've, not sorry. Not medical genius house. Okay. Um, he would have a witty retort to that. And all, he'd say like, you know, I'll leave you to it. Also, uh, he'll, say, he'll say, I'll leave you to it. Yeah, that's what he'd say. And then he'll come back to you <laughs> later with a brilliant one-liner. It'd be exceptional. Uh, also, tomorrow, Apple is announcing something. We don't know what. Uh 10 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. We'll cover it live right here on Twit. Uh, rumor is Steve Jobs might be on stage as part of no, this. No, I was I was chatting to uh, Paul Devine. Um, he was he was just giving me a contract <laughs> uh, for some development stuff, and he was saying iPad two and uh, no Steve Jobs, uh, which is a shame. Oh wow! But um, you know that's just that's just Paul crazy Paul. Don't He's take, always Facebook. don't take that as investment advice. Okay. No. No, Internet, Internet Explorer 9 expected on March 14th uh, and will definitely be released by March 24th, according to Engadget. Uh, Windows cloud-based PC management utility Intune, which allows you to uh, control Windows from the cloud in your enterprise. That's coming March 23rd. South by My Southwest spaceship. coming to your backyard, Brian Brushwood. Sunday, Literally March 12th yard. and We're March 13th. We're going to roast some marshmallows. We're going to sing songs in my backyard. It's going to be amazing, bro. And we're going to cover it live. The, the, the twit sing-along, we're going to call it, from my backyard. That's right. Uh, we will be all over Austin, March 12th and 13th, uh, covering parties live in the evenings. And then, of course, on Sunday at Momo's, uh, starting at 1 o'clock with the Tech Guy, TNT at 4 o'clock, Twit at 5 o'clock, and a meetup at 6 o'clock. Uh, so check out inside.twit.tv. Or all of the details, including your ability to RSVP and all of that. Just well. make sure, though, that no one's playing an acoustic guitar. I hate it when people have a get-together and someone has to crack out the acoustic guitar. That was going to be my thing. Really? No? Yeah, don't. Don't. I was going to sing Convoy. I'm fine with the acoustic guitar. It's when that one weirdo brings out a didgeridoo. Like, who has a didgeridoo? And he's... <laughs> <laughs> Can only play the one song as well. Bloody repetitive. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not, not worth it. Uh, finally, Google's new in-app payment product uh, is set for launch in May 2011, according to sources who talked to TechCrunch. Let's move on to the voicemail 260 TNT show. Our call today comes from Arsenio. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Hey guys, this is Arsenio from Massachusetts. Oh, I was just listening to show number 187. You guys were uh, talking about uh, Google's new search algorithm and how they can incorporate whether or not a site is useful. Um, something that came to mind, I think there was a patent that came out uh, with them last year uh, where they can track like your clicks. Uh, that might be part of it. And also, um, they do keep track of like, your, your web history. So perhaps if you go onto a site that's a uh, content farm, and you and you back out of it within a few seconds, then they can kind of calculate that into the um, algorithm for that site, and they know it's not useful. Uh, just a thought. Love the show. Thanks. That's an interesting thought. Now, they did say they weren't using any of their beta services that allow you to vote stuff up and down, but they didn't say anything about that particular I thought they already algorithm. did this. Yeah. Did they not already do this? Well, no, that's what Arsenio is saying, is they already, they already do that. And so in mm-hmm. this new algorithm tweak, maybe one of the ways they're helping to determine if something is quality or not is taking advantage of that algorithm. Google isn't saying, though. They should just have a poll. They should say, did you like this? And I will well, say Well, they yes do. They have no. that pro- plug-in for Chrome you can get that, it, that does exactly that, where you can say, well, there you go. is this a piece of crap? But they're not using that yet because it's only in beta. Are they going to track my eyes and winks if I had that laptop? I believe so, yes. That's how they know if you go. like it. When you give it a leer or a wink, that's like, mm. well, this is clearly too good. To put I in intensely the... smolder at the screen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you're watching the new 3D channel. On to the emails, yeah. TNT at twit.tv. Uh, James, the formerly civil engineer, which I guess makes him a now a engineer, tool. Yeah, says there's a third possible result to the Open Internet Coalition lawsuit. Uh, this is the uh, Open Internet Coalition trying to say, well, you can't run an iPhone on Verizon's 700 megahertz network because an iPhone is locked and you can't run locked devices on that network. Uh, he says Verizon could be forbidden from selling software locked devices, but Apple wouldn't be. Apple could still sell a software locked LTE iPhone because Apple didn't sign the C block carrier license agreement. And because of the openness clause, Verizon would be required to let the iPhones work on their LTE network because the clause says you have to let any legal device onto the network. Uh, it would kneecap carrier subsidies, but that's about it. Why are you confused? Yeah, I, well, because on my iPhone, it, it clearly says at the beginning, swipe, you know, slide to unlock. So surely in, in that motion, I can then use it on this network. No, it's a different kind, different, different kind uh, of lock. I understand okay. the confusion, though. Yeah, uh, it, is, it is intensely confusing. Does it actually say swipe to unlock? I don't know. I can't remember. My uh, phone's over there. I can't right, yeah. be bothered to check. Because then you, I think you could sue them for confusion. I could. I will. I will. I will get a new iPhone 5, which they might announce tomorrow. No, it's going to be iPad 2. Don't no, it's going to be iPad 2. Uh, yeah, exactly. Finally, readers of the Danish tabloid Extra Bladet can rejoice. Uh, according to Cacklehorn, who lets us know Apple has finally relented and allowed Extra Bladet to launch its iPad and iPhone application, scantily clad females and all... The Page Nine Girl is coming to an iPad near you. Thank I love it. Goodness, shouting USA, USA, but that's like not even a USA publication, is it? No, it's it's Danish. No, but well done to Apple America anyway, for allowing USA, allowing USA. <laughs> I think um, I think you could shout Danska, possibly. You could do USA, USA. <laughs> DK, yeah, go. Oh, the Dutch. Kingdom of Denmark. Kingdom. Oh, it'd be Hungarian of Denmark. Yeah. I guess the issue was the scandally clad ladies, and then they finally relented on that. Oh, yeah. See, we, yeah, we, we, have, we have in certain papers over here, we have page three models, um, which have their breasts out. 
Um, and uh, that's just a kind of an accepted thing. It's not in all the papers. It's only really in one or two, I think. Um, but I don't know, maybe they can now do stuff on the iPad and iPhone or maybe actually showing the naked breast. Is that too much? Do these ones do that? I think that's the uh, the thing with the Danish tabloid, yeah. Oh, in that case, it's open season mm-hmm. here in Europe. Yep. Come on over, download our papers. Once again, we show Europe is disgusting. It's disgusting, it Absolutely truly is. Disgusting. We have no disgustingly morals. awesome. USA. Yeah. USA. All right, that's all it. That, uh, they but, still give us a 3D porn channel. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. The guys are amazing. Thanks for founding Western civilization. You're and welcome. Then, and then undermining it. Uh, that's it for this edition of Tech News Today. Mark, the Terpster Turpin, co-host of The Instance at theinstance.net. Yeah. What else are you up to on the internet? I uh, do everything. You can actually find out all about me at about.me forward slash the underscore T, I think. I set it up like last week and I can't remember if I did it right or not. Otherwise, you can go to Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the underscore T, and that is me, and I'll tell you about everything there. So T-H-E yeah. underscore T, in case you're wondering. Brian Brushwood... Uh, we got to do frame rate here in a little bit, so you should catch us there at twit.tv slash FR. But what else is going on? Uh, you know what? You can follow all my goings on by just, just checking my Twitter feed. That's the best thing. Twitter.com slash Schwood. There's no C in Schwood. It's S-H-W-O-O-D. And I will tweet you forever, even from beyond the grave. I, uh, I'm going to follow you now. I just uh, cross-promoed you when I recorded my latest top five, by the way. Yeah, what did you say? Um, well, it's top five bar tech. And so at the end, I was like, hey, if you really want to know how to scam yourself a free drink, you should watch Scam School. That's, oh, you know what? Let's, let's do that again. You should definitely watch Scam School. You know what? We actually went beyond just scamming free drinks at the bar. We actually, uh, some people would say we were tackling a much larger scam. I'm not going to say what it was, but, uh, but there were a lot of people who were very excited in the skeptic community at what we just talked about this week on Scam School. At the bar and on the streets? That's right. Hmm, interesting. All right. One of each. Check it it's out. It's always the middle cup. The ball is under the middle cup. There you go. I've just cracked the scam open. Well, I guess that's the end of that show. All right. Well, that's the end of this show, too. Twit.tv slash TNT is our address. If you want to find us on the internet, there's a link to our wiki. It has all our show notes and stuff like that. You can also give us a call, leave us a voicemail like Arsenio did. 260-TNT-SHOW is the number. And you can send us an email, TNT at twit.tv. That's it for now. We'll see you tomorrow.